The Teachers College at Emporia State University presents How We Teach This. I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to meet with us again. You were there for our last uh, time. Jordan Billings was here visiting with us in our podcast, and he shared with us about why gamification would be something you should uh, participate in or consider for your classroom. Now he's back, and we're going to talk about how do you do it, get a little more in depth. You know, if you were inspired by gamification with the ideas that we learned about how it motivates students, it gets them enthusiastic about being in your classroom. Now's the time we're going to talk about the nuts and bolts of how do you actually get it done? How do you make it happen? Jordan has agreed to kind of help me a little bit. I teach an online class at a university with um, undergraduate students who are going to be future teachers. And after we had our podcast episode, I thought I should do this. I should try it. I enjoy technology. And I've been thinking since our last meeting about how I might implement that in my class has the added challenge of being a college course, and it's completely online. So uh, those are maybe a little unique than other situations when you're in the classroom. But um, I'm gonna be asking some questions and he's gonna share with us kind of the process and resources of what we need to make this happen. Absolutely, excited to be back. And I I love being able to kind of do this kind of deep dive into something to just kind of like have the process going and hopefully kind of people will sort of even see the questions that they can get and the resources that that are at the end. There's a bunch of people. I know other gamified folks. Um, I know y'all have my information there. You know, reach out. This is one of those things. It is very difficult. I would almost say impossible to do this in a vacuum without having some people to bounce some ideas off of. So I'm excited. Oh, that is great. And I definitely will have your resources on our website. For those that are interested, you can go there. It's www.emporia.edu slash how we teach this, but it's just HWTT. So check out those resources. And my first question for you is, okay, I got inspired. I believe that the enthusiasm gamification can bring to the classroom is real. What do I do first? Okay. That is, uh, and that is the ultimate question. The, where, where is the journey beginning? Where is the first step? Um, I think that when you're looking gamification, the first thing you want to think about is a theme, which is the overall kind of inspiration for what your game is going to be like. Um, And I think we talked a little bit about that in the last episode to think about a theme is something that you are, you are going to work on. And so it needs to be something that comes from you, something that you yourself are very passionate about. Um, So for example, mine is um, it's uh, Marvel based. So it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I tend to spend time re-watching the Marvel movies. And I've actually, I will say I've restarted again. I've gone back and I, I tend to check those out for inspiration and to see if there's something that I can add, spice up my game a, a, a little bit as you kind of go through and do that. Is there something that kind of inspires you? So I asked my family, said, okay, 
Um, we as a family are really big Harry Potter fans. We are big Marvel fans. Um, we love Lord of the Rings. We tend to be a little bit of geeks and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, enjoy those things. But I was asking my family, what, what do you think I might be able to do if I were looking for a way to just start simple and easy and something that I personally am into. And my family said Monopoly. And I noticed you have a Monopoly game there behind you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agreed. You know, I do love board games. And I thought, I'm not quite ready to dive into a full theme of the big picture. Can you do Mm -hmm. gamification with like a board game? You absolutely can. And that is one of those things that you can even do things by by the unit to even try them out. So this is where you're kind of saying you're feeling this in the power of gamification, ready to go and kind of like, what are you going to do? Sometimes that may be something that hits you right off the bat. And you're like, yes, this is this is what I want to do for my theme. But then sometimes you also get into that thought of, well, Maybe I don't know what my theme is going to be. Maybe I want to try some uh, different things. And so having a, you know, Monopoly style theme for a unit is something that you can try. And there's a lot of benefits to, you know, when your first time kind of going through um, kind of trying different things. So you've mentioned some, you've mentioned uh, Harry Potter, you've mentioned um, Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, you've mentioned Marvel, all of those things, you can even kind of, you know, sort of pick and choose which ones you want to try. And maybe those are ones that you kind of try per unit and, and you kind of get feedback from your students, you know, which ones were kind of like, you know, maybe they're like, yes, I'm all about the, the Monopoly game. And, and maybe they're, kind of, you know, fluctuating on some of the different ones and whatnot. It's always good to get the feedback from students, but do remember as you're doing that, the theme is still a lot of it. It has to be something that comes from you. So the the kind of like awesome melding that you can get is a theme that your students are really into and you are really into. Um, so if you can if you can find that bridge, that's awesome. But I've seen other amazing gamified teachers that do amazing games with a theme that the students learn with you and and they get to kind of have that discovery that that goes along with it. So yes, so I I like the idea of, of doing kind of a monopoly idea as you're kind of starting off. So if you're kind of thinking of that as as a theme, then all of a sudden you have some different things of like, well, now what is your game world going to look like? Mm-hmm. So then you start digging into Monopoly and then you start looking at mechanics of things, which is when you're looking at mechanics, that is something that is a you know game thing that you do um, that can be applied into your classroom. I'm assuming you do like the online discussion stuff, correct? Yes. And that's actually an area I really want to get my students to improve in. Instead of just doing the bare minimum of what do I have to do to get my 10 points? I post, I have to reply two times. 
I want them to actually begin to understand the value of the conversation with their classmates. So in something like that, one of the main mechanics for monopoly is dice rolling. If that's something you want, so you wanted to improve that discussion, so then you're using the mechanic of you would have students roll dice, which by the way, they can do that digitally. Uh, even Google has a built-in dice rolling option of different things. But what if you had something where um, the students that go above and beyond can either do uh, like, maybe they can do like a re-roll of dice. So instead of doing the dice roll just one time, oh, you went above and beyond this week, you answered all these questions and stuff like that, you get a bonus roll that goes along with that. Or you can even maybe do a, if you do that, maybe you get a free chance card or a free community chest card that gives them a bonus to, to do that. And so then you're starting to use those game mechanics to add that value to those students. So you have the student who says, here's the rubric, I have to do these things for the 10 points, mm -hmm. but I'd really like this extra dice roll. Um, so I'm gonna do a little bit more. They get recognized for that, they earn that. Then what, what do we do with the dice roll? How, how does it actually play uh, out? Okay. So um, that becomes a, um, a different mechanic that you can, you can kind of move from there to then um, you can talk about how, I mean, Monopoly, you have the board game where, where you've got the board, people are rolling around and they're um, collecting properties and, and things like that. So um, you're right. The next thing that you do want to take a look at, you have your inspiration. And you kind of have your, um, you know, you have your setting. And then the, the next thing you're getting into is like characters and actions, which is, um, you know, who are, who are your people in this uh, Monopoly world? So, um, you know, is this one of those, are you going to keep to the classic ones where they get to be the, yeah, the thimble, the shoe, the whatever. Um, so that's the next thing to, um, to think about, which is who are your students going to be in that world? And then the next thing is what is your student's purpose in that game? Ooh. Yeah. So like in Monopoly, the, the goal of the game is to end up with hotels on boardwalk and park place and have the most money at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. If I'm adapting this to my classroom, do I have to do boardwalk and park place? No. I'm sure that Monopoly, I feel like, is one of those things that you probably have some free templates that you can kind of go with and you can adjust them in a different ways. So maybe your Monopoly board is something that has to do with assignments that go around for your unit. And then from there, they can kind of like, you know, move to those places. And maybe you could have something to do with like how well they do on those assignments. That can be where you're starting to put houses and hotels on things, all of that. 
So quality of work in the classroom could be enhanced by getting the bonuses in the game. Yeah. So you get a letter grade mm -hmm. for doing the work and the basic project requirements. Right. But if you go above and beyond on that project, then you can earn bonuses in the game. Yes. And this is where, and I feel like, I can't remember if we had talked about this in the last one or not, because I, I think a lot of people ask that question to say, well, does the grade and the game have to combine specifically together? And I would say that there is a lot of power in not necessarily doing that, because then you, you have some opportunity that way for students to really experiment. They, they really feel like they can risk it. They can, they can do that higher level thinking and whatever. And they kind of feel like, well, you know, they have their grade banked and they're like, okay, you know, my grade's kind of this, but then now, you know, in this game element, there's that challenge component that you can get worked up in. And you do tend to see that when they get more involved in the game, they're more involved in your subject, which does tend to raise the grade but not necessarily having it specifically put into the game. It can be a criteria, um, but not necessarily doing the like, if you have an A, you win the game, if that makes sense. Okay. This is not necessarily direct connection, which would actually allow you to differentiate even yep. more so. Because one of the things I feel like is with my assignments, I have to be so specific on here's what you have to do to earn your grade that they tend to be so focused on just that, that that's all they do. Mm -hmm. Do I need to be specific about how to earn those bonuses when they go above and beyond, or can that be a little more open to interpretation? Yes, I would say it's a, I would go with the option B, I would say leave it a little bit more open to interpretation. And the reason why for that is, and I'm sure, I'm sure that you've seen this, that sometimes when you give those kids the rubric, that's all their focus is. But then sometimes if you have it open-ended and whatever, there are some folks that really go well above what you were thinking by not necessarily having that. And by kind of leaving that a little bit more open-ended, you can provide some excellent feedback with that too. Because if you provide a lot of those opportunities along the way and then give them a little bit of feedback and say some of those things to say, well, you know, we, we did this assignment that was kind of here and whatever, you know, that kind of like, oh, you know, maybe it earned you a house or two, you know, a, a house, things like that. But take a look at this that maybe had the hotel component. Here's some things that really did some good stuff. And then let's maybe kind of take a look at some other things too. And the idea of Monopoly, where you're talking about kind of that real estate investment, it can also kind of lead you kind of into different ways where maybe those assignments and whatever, that can allow you to kind of build your houses but you could also maybe even flip the gameplay and have somebody's piece be something that lands on the property and gives them a bonus. And maybe that's where your dice roll component can come into play. So that, and I wanted to say something like that to also kind of show folks that um, well, a lot of times when we look at things like theme and stuff like that, 
we get inspired by that, but don't feel restricted by it either. If you're kind of like, oh, it would be really cool if people could even pay money to invest in something or, or something along that, like maybe I like the investment component a little bit more, then you're like, that's great. Remember, as you do this, you're the game master. Anything that you say goes. So it's completely up to you how you want to build this. So I don't have to stay within the components of a traditional Monopoly game. I can bring in, even in the middle of the semester, some brilliant idea that I think is going to re-energize and make things different. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where you maybe take a look at the going to jail component. Maybe that's something that is something that's there, but also maybe it's something that's completely different. The idea of free parking. Maybe that is, that could be something that could be, and that's one of those home rules. So Christy, I'll ask, are you one of those people that when you land on free parking, what happens in your house? We have money in it. <laughs> you do the money. Okay. Because isn't it very interesting that if you look in the rule book, I don't think anything's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be a free spot. And to say, it's up to you. Like games have house rules and stuff kind of for a reason. So you get to, this is your house. You get to have these, these rules that are set up. Awesome. So speaking of rules for the game, you have rules for the classroom. You have classroom management. You have behavior. You have your discipline plan. You have your champs uh, where you're teaching your students how to behave in certain environments. You've got all these things that students have to remember. Do I really have to have an entire rule book for my game at the beginning of the course? I'm going to say no. And this is one of those, especially as you're beginning out and especially as you're kind of flushing out these ideas. No, I, I would say you can have your kind of basic instructions for the activities as you go. As you're kind of saying, this is the idea of the monopolies kind of it's your first go in and you're going to maybe see something as you're kind of doing this as educators, time is precious. We, we just like, that's one of the things we always struggle with is having the time to do those things. You're, you're on this journey. You think about that yourself as you're beginning, as Frodo began his journey, he wasn't the same at the end. Your game isn't going to be that way. And you know what? Your students aren't going to be that way either. And that's what we want, right? We want growth. We want kids to be excited about stuff. And so as you're doing these gamification processes, you're going to be kind of Miyagi style, you know, clipping and pruning and, and shaping the game how you want it. There are mechanics that I used in the first couple of years that I, I've kind of let go by the wayside and, and have thought about trying to do different stuff because again, that time is precious. When you're looking at saying like, you know, do I have to have all these rules kind of laid out, designed, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I would say that you have a lot of other design things to think about before you kind of get into that. And this is from somebody that started his gamification one way and I completely changed my theme. I think I even had mentioned that I actually changed it in the fourth quarter, the very end of the year. I, I completely reversed course because I was like, no, I really wanted something that works. And again, because you don't have it connected to the grade and whatever, you have the freedom to do that. So maybe you are trying a monopoly and you're like, yes, this is going to work. Or maybe you're kind of like, 
well, there were some things I liked about it, some things I need to change, or maybe you're going to go, you know, I maybe want to go a different way, but maybe liking the board games or whatever board game themes per unit could be a cool way to go. And maybe you're like, maybe we do. I'm, I'm looking at my own stuff where I'm like, I have the game of life right here. Game of Monopoly. You can pick all of those things and you can do all sorts of different stuff with each one, yet kind of keep some of those consistent rules of things along the way too, so that you're not kind of overworking it. You're putting the new jazz on it. You're putting the spin on it. Before we started this podcast interview, I shared with Jordan Billings about what I was thinking of doing, and how I had been inspired from our previous interviews on gamification. If you'd like to listen to my thoughts on how to incorporate this into higher education, listen here for a few minutes on that. And at the end, Jordan is going to share about resources that he has found very helpful. Hello! It seems like it's been a long time since we talked, but I've been thinking about how I might gamify my online college course Hi. and making some notes. And I even went on and um, did a little searching on Oriental Trading and bought a couple physical prizes Okay. that I may hand out um if it comes up so yes i have been thinking about this topic yay <laughs> like i am i'm gonna start slow this first semester but um hopefully i i even targeted specifically what i want my gamification to help me with i want it to improve students online discussions okay and help them see more value in the writing of a good post initially, but also in creating an actual conversation because they tend to just reply because they have to. Yes, I agree. And that, that becomes one of those really cool kind of like powers of gamification is that you give them these things that go beyond because you think about it, we want for all of our students to go to that level to beyond, but if we're not going to offer them anything in the beyond, I mean, especially in college, we'll be honest. I mean, everybody kind of has an efficiency mode with that, where this is probably not the only class they're taking. If you're wanting them to go there, you got to meet them there and provide that extra kind of incentive and, and challenge. Yep. So in order to earn the 10 points for your grade, you have to have an initial post with this, this, and this in it. And you have to reply to two of your classmates. And I even went so far to say it. In your reply, you have to have a question to the original poster related to their post. So, I mean, I was trying to get those qualifications to get them to dive deeper, but then the students were still like, yeah, it's just busy work. Why do we even have these discussions? And I'm like brokenhearted because yep. I think that's where most of the learning takes place in my course. Uh, exactly. I'm like, you, you, you're supposed to be talking to your classmates who are teaching the same content that you teach. I can't teach you how to integrate technology in social studies and in math and in language arts. I'm not an expert at the content. Right. I know the technology integration. You're supposed to get all those other pieces from these discussions 
And if you look at it as just busy work to get your 10 points, you're missing so much. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's exciting. It's a list of people to follow. It's a list of the resources. It has the book of Explore Like a Pirate, which is this one by Michael Matera. It's awesome. Um, and Adrenaline Rush by John Meehan. And this has even happened since we have talked. These two authors have together created a book called Fully Engaged. It's not even out yet. It's going to be out at the end of July. And I am chomping at the bit to get my hands on that new book. Oh, cool. And I had heard of Teach Like a Pirate. Is that from the same author? So it's not from the same author, but it is the same company. Oh. So they kind of have like a series of books. And so, yes, Dave Burgess is the one that is the Teach Like a Pirate. I did actually meet him a couple of years ago. It was interesting because when he comes to your schools and stuff to present, he comes dressed as a pirate. I met him also dressed like the pirate. And it was one of those very interesting because I had the very frilly like Captain Hook. He has a, like I say, like working class pirate, but like pretty much it is a pirate costume that works very well for what he was doing. Because mm -hmm. even me and my own frilly lace stuff, like it was sweaty and I couldn't have imagined him being up there for hours walking us through everything. But yes, it's got that same philosophy, how you're preparing things. It's the extra stuff, the extras of, of what you can do, but it does also, uh, and it's funny, I actually just talked to Michael, who's the author of Explore Like a Pirate um, a couple of weeks ago. And he, as we were kind of talking about his book and stuff, he kind of reminds that it's designed as kind of like, almost like an encyclopedia in some ways. You have the beginning part, which is kind of the what gamification is honestly kind of felt like our last chat. And then the rest of it is this encyclopedia kind of feel of, I need to figure out how I do experience points. I need to figure out how I do badges. I need to figure out how I do items. And it's all listed in there. So you can just flip to it right in the book and then it helps you. And then it's got like catalogs of activities. Both of those guys, one of the things I, I love uh, uh, most about all their work they are classroom teachers. They, they're authors, but they are in the classroom and they're in the classroom now. And I've always felt that's a huge deal when you're talking about education books. We need the stuff from the people that are in class, testing it, making it. And that's probably why I feel like they're very proven strategies. I've seen them work in my classroom and I have the trust because they had it in their classrooms. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to read that book. That's awesome. Would you believe that Jordan Billings and I talked for over an hour and a half about gamification. So what we're doing is we're splitting this episode into more than one session. What you've heard today is me thinking about how to gamify my classroom and bouncing ideas off of Jordan and his feedback on what that looks like to get started on building the concept. Stay tuned for our next episode on gamification, and he's going to talk in more detail about other strategies that will improve your gamification and really convince you you want to try this in your class. We hope that you have enjoyed the podcast and will share with other educators about our program. 
You can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. If you want to write to us, our email address is hwtt at emporia.edu. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at hwtt underscore esu. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search for How We Teach This. This episode was produced by Christy Dugan, and I'd like to recognize Dr. Zenny Colorado-Resa and Terry Kaiser for their support. I'm Christy Dugan, and you've been listening to How We Teach This.